to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. So uh, what we're going to talk about now is how it is that the health of your microbiome, which I just recently introduced, is affecting the health of your, the tissues in the body. Okay, so we just covered the um, direct interaction between the microbiome and your immune system. And just so you understand, this is pretty fascinating stuff. Like, I was not taught this in medical school. I didn't learn this in residency. This is information that's in the research. Um, you can go to PubMed, which is an online repository of research, and you can type in microbiome and hormones, and a number of studies are going to come up. And it's like, it's really cutting edge stuff. And, um, you know, functional medicine practitioners and very inquisitive Western medicine doctors um, that are kind of going beyond their medical training um, are, are, Finding this and using this in their practice. Okay. But first, I want you to understand these connections because I feel like understanding raises awareness to the level at which you'll be motivated to make the change. Okay. So, the microbiome, as I mentioned, is directly interacting with your immune system because your immune system has headquarters in the gut and the microbiome lives in the gut. Okay. Now, your microbiome. The right place for it to live is in your gut, but not in you, right? So what do I mean by that? Everything that's, that you put into your mouth, and let's say, let's say you take like, let's say I, I, you, I took like, you, you, you ate like a peanut and I tagged it with like radioactive, like nucleus, you know, something radioactive that I could trace it. Um, or let's say actually even better would be like, let's say you, you swallowed a coin, right? And, and I was able to like, take um, x-rays of it as it went down into you. So the coin, you, you took it into your mouth and you swallowed it and you see it go through the esophagus and into the stomach and into the small intestine, into the large intestine, and then you poop it out. That coin was never incorporated into you. It was uh, surrounded by you, but it never got into you. In order for it to be in you, it had to go, it had to actually be um, like somehow be absorbed through the lining of your gut and then go into your bloodstream or into your tissues. And then it's a part of you. So the gut is like a space that is enclosed by your body, but is not yet, um, whatever's in the gut is not yet actually in your body. And conversely, your body will excrete things out of itself into the gut. Like it'll excrete things um, like the bile from your gallbladder. That's a big one. It'll dump like toxins out into your gut because it wants to get this out of the body. So as soon as it gets that out of the out into the gut, it is no longer a part of your tissues. So your microbiome is living on you, like on the lining of your gut, but it's not supposed to be in you. The the microorganisms that live in your gut are not supposed to get into you. What happens is that when we eat or drink things or we take medications, 
that either um, harm the microbiome, so it kills them off, um, and then you're left with like less of the microbiome, um, or it provides an environment in which the the good guys, like the healthful uh, microbiome, can't thrive, but the harmful one can. So, for example, um, you you. We all have candida, like yeast in our bodies, but we don't want too much of it. And if we're eating too many sugar products, like fast carbs, uh, refined flour, refined sugar, fruit juices, those kinds of things, you're you're overfeeding the candida, and now it it flourishes, and now you've got too much of this this, um, particular organism, and now you don't have a good balance of your your microbiome. Or let's say you're eating... um, Packaged bread that is the kind that sits on the shelf and lasts forever, and it has the emulsifier that can has been shown to harm the microbiome. That emulsifier actually can um, damage the microbiome and damage the lining of the gut. Right, so there's a way that you can be hurting your microbiome is through eating the um, any packaged processed food, including bread that is lasting um, an an unnatural amount of time on the shelf because it's had certain chemicals and additives added to it. And the chemists who made these products, they didn't know at the time about the microbiome. They didn't know that they were creating, um, they were adding really harmful agents into packaged and processed foods for the purpose of preservation, but the microbiome gets killed and harmed by these agents and uh, chemicals. And that's been proven. Like that's been just, that's just a fact. Some chemicals and agents more than others, right? And the, do- and the poison is in the dose, right? Yeah. If you eat one piece of bread or something like that, is that going to harm you? Probably not. But if that's a consistent thing in your life, then uh, yes, it can cause harm just through that simple um, mechanism of action. And then, so you, and the other things that harm the microbiome um, that I have covered before, but I'll just reiterate again, are the um, medications like antibiotics, any medication that lowers the acidity of your stomach, like proton pump inhibitors, um, the Tums, if you overdo it, that kind of stuff. You have the anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen, naproxen, um, that, those families of drugs like over-the-counter medications and, and the stronger ones as well sweeteners. So yeah, they're low calorie and they're low sugar, but a lot of them have been shown to actually hurt the microbiome and cause problems with that. And then the other thing is that some of these chemicals hurt the actual lining of the gut. So you can hurt the lining of the gut, which is the the microbiome lives on the lining of the gut and they feed off of the mucus that the body forms in the lining of the gut, which is really cool. So the, our body feeds the microbiome and the microbiome feeds us. We are completely in, in symbiosis harmony with, these, with this organism within us. It's beautiful. And when we harm our friends, our friends can no longer protect us. So they, they actually also create the mucus, like they add to the, the lining of, so they so there's things that our body does to feed them and there's things that they do to feed us. So they actually um, contribute to this mucus, this beautiful protective layer of mucus in the lining of our gut. And when they get harmed, that mucus layer starts to thin out and now the lining of the gut is exposed and can be more easily damaged by these incoming agents of destruction, so to speak. And what starts to happen is that you start to get that um, leaky gut phenomenon. What you don't want to happen is 
Um, when you start to get leaky gut, which in medical terms is increased intestinal permeability, is that that microbiome that should be living outside of you on the lining of your gut starts to, one thing is it itself can start to come into your body. So you can actually start to get these microorganisms, microorganisms coming into you. And that's not good. That activates your immune system. It's like red alert. So that's one way that you, and so that causes inflammation in the body, which is like, you know, your immune system is responsible for healing cuts and bruises, like cuts and wounds. And so you want a little bit of inflammation when you have a cut, you want that red, the swelling, the pain, and then you want that to go away. But when you start to have that happening throughout the body and consistently every day, that's like inflammation that is out of control. It's like a, a low burning fire that is out of control and it's just burning through your body. So you can get your whole body starting to get inflamed. The other way that um, this damage can cause harm to your body is that now you've got the leaky, leaky, you know, areas, um, things, um, protein from things like gluten can, um, instead of being properly broken down into its little counter to its building blocks, which is amino acids, the, the basic building blocks of the body. The amino acids are safe, but the protein is not. Is not. Um, the um, immune system will not be activated by the building blocks of protein, which are the amino acids, but they will be activated by foreign protein, particularly complex foreign protein, which is things from um, like things like gluten, and for some people, eggs, dairy products like milk protein from cows is very, very um, complex compared to human protein. And so it, it can activate. Um, a stronger immune response, okay? Because the body doesn't recognize it as human protein, all right? Um, so let's say that gluten slips through the cracks, so to speak, before properly being broken down. That activates the immune system. And, and in, there's this really fascinating um, mechanism that happens in the body called molecular mimicry. Okay, now stick with me for this one. So um, molecular mimicry is that certain molecules have like, uh, they mimic each other. So the molecule of gluten looks very similar to a molecule uh, on our thyroid. And if the immune system gets activated to um, attack, like to react against gluten, in some people, it'll also be activated to react against its um, it's like um, look-alike, which is the thyroid molecules in the thyroid. So, in some people who develop um, thyroid issues, it's uh, one of the mechanisms of it is that they they got a leaky gut for various different reasons. Like, I mean, even stress will cause a leaky gut, right? Then they eat the gluten product; it's not properly digested. The gluten slips through the cracks. The auto the um, immune system fights against the gluten, like mounts an attack against the gluten, and then starts to accidentally also fire against the thyroid. So in some of these individuals, when they go on a gluten-free diet, their thyroid issues get better. And I find it interesting because some people are like, well, I went on a gluten-free diet um, and it didn't work for me. And then the first question I would have is, how gluten-free was that? Because gluten now is hidden in everything. It's like it helps things be like sticky and it like helps like it um, it's used as like an additive to create certain conditions in like um, processed foods and, and um, sauces and even in like um, what could be looking like a very healthy um, uh, 
salad dressing. So uh, like soy sauce has it, you know, you, you have to be very careful, like um, some bone broths, like, you know, those like flavor cubes, you know, it's kind of hidden in a lot of places. So to be truly gluten-free, you, you pretty much have to be on a whole foods, no processed foods, um, make your own sauces at home kind of diet, not eating out at restaurants because that's, you know, they often use those kind of products. Um, so it's, it's very tough, but for some people who have um, thyroid conditions, either hypo or hyper, that can be helpful sometimes as like a first step to see if that helps. Um, like how much does that help? And the thyroid produces hormones, right? Your thyroid hormone is um, like the master energy, um, general, like the master, the master of energy in your body. And the one receptor, there's two receptors that almost every single cell in your body has, and that's the receptor for thyroid hormone and the receptor for vitamin D. So if, if your gut health is impacting your thyroid health, that is impacting your hormonal balance and your whole body energy production system. So that's one link between your gut and your hormones is through this connection of like, um, hurting the microbiome, damaging the lining of the gut, and getting the microorganisms itself or the undigested proteins to get in. The other thing that can get through that damaged lining of the gut, which you can think of as like a coffee filter that has been ripped, and now instead of just allowing coffee to get through, like coffee grounds are getting through as well, is that is the bacteria has its own kind of like poop, you know, um, lipopolysaccharides or LPS. I remember Dr. Stephen Gundry called them little pieces of shit. <laughs> it's a good way to remember, I think. And if that LPS gets into your blood through those through that leaky gut uh, increased intestinal permeability, that's going to trigger inflammation in your body. So you can see there's many roads lead to Rome. <laughs> and essentially, you don't want any of them to be activated. You don't want any of these roads to be like traversed. You know, you want to create a blockade and the blockade is by keeping your microbiome healthy and keeping the lining of your gut intact. What's really interesting is the impact that the health of your gut has on the functioning of your ovaries. So that's going to be the next topic that we're going to dive into. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. 
it is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.